This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U Mobile. 5G makes business sense. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is The Breakfast Grill. K&M Berhad was once a listed oil and gas company that was a favourite of investors and analysts, but over the years it's been plagued by losses. However, it has recently come back into focus after a boardroom tussle that was made public. We speak to Tunko Datuk Yaakob Kaira, chairman of K&M Group Berhad, for the details of this spat and how he intends to turn around this PN17 company. Good morning and thank you for joining us, Tunko Yaakob. Like I said, KM dropped off the radar for most investors till news broke over this shareholder dispute. So a little bit of a refresher, because according to Bloomberg, MAA Group, which you lead, emerged as one of the largest shareholders in 2021. So why did you take a 9.4% stake in what was already a loss-making oil and gas company that registered a net loss of 600 million then? Right. Um, KM actually is um, was a high flyer in the old days. Um, it, its problem started actually in 2012 when the oil markets took a downturn. And um, but the company itself is quite attractive because it's got some very interesting international investments. And I saw the opportunity in one investment, which is Bosic. Bosic is a German company based in Berlin that basically is a green company because it does heat exchanges, nanofilm technology and gas compressors, which is why I was very attracted to that. And I saw the opportunity that we could list Bosic and therefore make real money pay off the huge creditor base that they have. Right now, k at that time had 1.2 billion ringgit worth of debt. Which, which it still to, has to today. Which it still has today. Uh, I came in uh, on the board on the 1st of uh, November 2021. 17 days later, uh, they defaulted on their Thai bond. Uh, and um, and basically, I came in right in the middle of of a company that was collapsing. You knew that it was all going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. And who did you acquire that stake from? Or you just bought it from the market? We bought it from the market. Now, the average acquisition price yours was twenty two point seven cent per share. Today, it's about seventeen cents or thereabouts. Yep. So twenty five percent loss already. A- any regrets? Because we're going to discuss the the new no, no. the new no, issue no, that is facing K and M. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets at all because. MAA, we're long-term, we're not short-term. We run businesses, we run them professionally, we run them uh, to create value for all shareholders. In my view, the, the stock is worth at least 40 cents. Maybe some weakness later to average down and buy some more. Which brings us to the current situation. A hostile takeover by a group of shareholders led by Andreas Hishan. I mean, from what I gather, a majority shareholder of H&K, which is a listed German firearms manufacturer, although I would say very little information is available on him. And I even checked HNK's website, their annual report. So can you help me shed some light on this individual who became a major shareholder on August 29 after purchasing 200 million shares in an off-market transaction? Because I know even before that, he had already had a 111 million shares prior to uh, which he acquired sometime in September last year. Yes. Uh, Andreas Haitian is was the major shareholder of a company called Heckler & Koch. Mm. Very famous in the uh, as a gun manufacturer. Uh, there's a lot of stories about him, but if you Google him now, you will find nothing. Pretty much everything has been cleaned up. Uh, he lost control of Heckler & Koch because some other 
investor bought more shares than him. Okay. Now he's interested in Bosic because Bosic is a beautiful company. It is, because uh, it's forecasted to make uh, over 100 million ringgit profit a year, and which is why we're listing it in Singapore. Uh, Andreas Haitian is German, mm. um, and his co-partner, uh, the previous executive director of KNM, uh, Flavio Poro, uh, they had worked together to sell Bosic to uh, Andrea Station f- before even I joined some time okay. ago. But those deals did not go through. And now they're trying again. Uh, Flavio Poro, Haitian, uh, been nominated to be on the board to, to remove, whilst they remove the existing board. And that's their way of getting Bosic. Before it was to buy Bosic directly, but they couldn't raise the money to do it. So now they're going to, let's take the parent and take Bosic. Because it might be a cheaper acquisition. Much cheaper if, yeah. if KNM does not list BOSIC, if KNM fails to repay its creditors, mm. uh, the idea is KNM will collapse. Okay. And therefore, you can sell the asset cheap. <laughs> All right. So have you had any contact with Andreas Hishan? I mean, and any of these other eight shareholders who are acting in concert together? Or was the first time you heard of him and his intentions uh, when KNM received that written requisition for an AGM to remove the board of directors? Uh, Andrea Station uh, had, prior to this event, uh, 3%. So we actually met him a year ago. Uh, we were uh, having a friendly discussion about the possibility of whether he could play a bigger role in the company. Until only recently, he increased his stake from 3% to 8%, together with his other uh, Malaysian parties, who are all clearly acting in concert. Mm. And they have a mastermind behind that. If you follow the online blogs, you'll know who it is. I won't mention his name. But of course, uh, these are all allegations. Allegations. Allegations, okay. um, let's be clear. They're they working, I call it a syndicate, mm. uh, together uh, to basically wrestle control of KM. Therefore, they can take control, kill the listing of BOSIC on Singapore Stock Exchange, and eventually allow, allow the creditors to come in, take over the company. Company collapses, then go for haircut meaning asking creditors to take a haircut. Mm. Now, when a creditor takes a haircut, it usually means shareholders have to do a capital reduction to nothing, right? Okay, so let's be clear about this. So all these directors that Hishin is proposing to replace the current board of directors at KNM, so that includes the Johor Princess Tunku Kamara himself and five others, Flavio Paro, the name you mentioned. Uh, other names are Dato Abdul Ghani Yusuf, former chairman of Ming- Magna Prima, Edwin Silver Das, current CEO of Jad Kun, Datuk Saidi Mat is Isa, who served as ED of SMAT Track. And there's a William H. Van Viet, also holds a similar position at CN Asia Corp. The common tie between all of them is... The common tie is, okay, Flavio Poro and mm. the guy Van, Van Met used to work in KNM. And of course, providing the information now to Mr. Hishin. The other directors, um, apart from Mr. Hishin, are all connected to four companies. Uh, you know the Jetson, Kaylee, Jakun, and um, one other company. You, if you follow who these people are, you'll see they're common in all these four companies, well known in the corporate world as companies that have been. Um, had interest Not in corporate exercises. Well yes, 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 yes. Okay. The AGM to remove the director's schedule, what Andreas Hishan wants then? Yes, it's, uh, it's it's on for the 16th. By law, we have to have the AGM. 16 uh, of this, of October? Yes, that's right. And uh, we, it will be conducted. Uh, because, mm. you know, we have to conduct it. Um, and most people ask me, are you going to win or are you not going to win? Well, I'm, comf- I'm comfortable that I will win uh, because I do believe many shareholders 
uh, they have a choice. You, you either most of them don't vote, uh, or you vote for the this German team, or you vote for the Malaysian team. Mm. But what I would like to encourage is all shareholders. We have thirty five thousand shareholders. Please come out and vote because this is very important. Is your shares are going to be worth forty cents, or it's going to be worth one cent. But that's forty cents based on your estimates, right? That's what I want. But have you had any engagements with other shareholders of KNM on, on Bloomberg? I see names like. Tokyo Marine, Kananga Investors, they're all significant shareholders, right? So yes. I'm sure there's lobbying going around as we speak, both from you and also from Hishan's team. Yes. Um, well, we've been mainly t- in touch with Kananga. They're, mm. they're on 9%. Uh, the, re- the feedback from them is basically um, their shares are kind of tied up in a, a, a corporate exercise. Um, I just basically asked them if they cannot vote, please abstain because mm. um, they're in, in a bit of a conflict situation. Uh, the other shareholders are very small. Um, the, the main shareholders are basically uh, the old shareholder, Mr. Lee Sui Ng. Who was uh, the founder of KNM. The real founder. They own about 5.5%. And basically MAA, which is around about um, 7%. So, But I've been asking a lot of people, new people, to enter this, the share. And uh, I believe they are, they are buying. And you're quite confident? I, I'm going to ask you that, just like everybody else. Of course. Uh, I'm confident of winning, um, but I'm worried about dirty tricks. And what dirty tricks are you expecting then? Oh, there are all kinds of dirty tricks. There are all kinds of AGM boardroom dirty tricks. Many people know about those, um, but I'm not going to mention what they are. Uh, but basically, I'm confident winning so long as it's a fair, uh, fair battlefield. And have the regulators stepped in in any way, whether it is no, SC um, or Bursa? Have they come with queries asking what's going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know definitely KNM is a, a stock that's being monitored by mm. Bursa and SC because uh, it's not necessarily unusual market activity, but it's a lot of activity. Yeah, there's a lot so of they are, volume they are traded. They are monitoring it, yeah. And they have not come to ask what's like for any additional information? Well, I don't have any additional information. Uh, yeah, no, they're just monitoring the stock. On the breakfast grill this morning is Tunku Datuk Yaakob Kira, chairman of KNM Group Berhad. After the break, what are his plans to return KNM to the black? And is time running out for this PN17 company, BFM 89.9? You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U Mobile. 5G makes business sense. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill where in the hot scene is Tunku Datuk Jakob Kera, chairman of KNM Group. Before the break, will the EGM to replace the current KNM directors happen? And what are we headed for a corporate showdown or hostile takeover? Tunku Jakob, the crux of the matter is then what are your plans to bring KNM back to its former glory? Because you do need to tell current shareholders, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. need to satisfy them to stick with the Malaysian team, as you so call it. It used to be a stock that traded at 8 ringgit. Today, 17 cents. It was once a darling of the oil and gas industry. Yes, we know the gem is borsic, but debts of more than a billion ringgit. So, what are your plans then? I was put on the board on 1st of November 2021. And over that one year in 2022, we allowed the, the then management led by Flavio Poro, mm. who was pushing for the sale of uh, Bosic. But that was a failed sale, right? Failed. So by this November 2022, basically the then CEO resigned, uh, Flavio Poro retired early and I became chairman in February this year. So I've only mm. been there for seven months. We're not selling Bosic because when you sell a company, typically you will get something like uh, in the trade sale, typically you get something like three, maybe five times PE. 
price okay. earnings ratio. But if you list, you can get a PE of 15. And currently, in Singapore, the average PE in Singapore is 15, which means there's a lot more cash for the company, which means we can pay off creditors. So the current plan is basically this. KNM has basically five operations. It's Malaysian operations, which is based in Malacca and Gibing. We make a uh, process uh, equipment, but it's also got four international companies. The best, the the one that the only one that makes profit is Bosic. It, it makes actually very good profits. It mm. doesn't even have a bank loan. So Bosic is controls something like sixty percent of the world's uh, heat exchange business. Okay, and its its client base is the you know the top 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 top. Mm. It's one hundred eighty years old, and its reputation is uh, is the best, which is why everybody wants Bosic. Okay. Now the idea with Bosic is we want to list it on Singapore Stock Exchange. Let us say it makes one hundred million ringgit profit. We list it at P of fifteen, which means the valuation of the company is. 1.5 billion. Yeah. Our idea is basically to, uh, when we IPO, to sell 60% of that, roughly we'll raise about 800 million ringgit. Our total debts in KM is 1.2 billion ringgit. Okay. So from the listing of, uh, of BOSIC, we will pay a huge amount. Okay? You bring down your debt to 400 million ringgit. Yeah, but the other three assets that we have is FBM Hudson. Yes, isn't That's, that for sale or has been sold? It or? has been sold. It is coming in Italy that does pretty similar business to what BOSIC does, except the difference is BOSIC has intellectual property rights of what it does. Mm. Uh, FBM Hudson does some the same thing, but it doesn't own the technology. So it's, it cannot de- demand a premium price. Has the sale been completed? Because it's, it's sold at, at, on a paper loss basis. Yes. Right? Uh, the NTA, net tangible asset of uh, FBM Hudson, is 42 million ringgit. Company loses about 4 million euro a year, which is 20 million ringgit a year. So we had no choice. Uh, either you put in 20 million ringgit a year, or we sell it. Found a buyer for 22 million euro, uh, which means our NTA is 42 million. We sell it for 22 million. We have to write off 20 million euro. If we had not sold it, uh, and the liquidity has come into FBN Hudson, not only do we lose the 42 million, also there is an intercompany debt from KM to FBM Hudson of 11 million euro, which means we would be sued for 11 million euro. So it's better to let go. Now, the other two assets we have is a land in Peterborough in England, which is uh, supposed to be a waste to energy project. Uh, basically, it's got a value of 27 million pounds, land valuation. Uh, our mission is to sell the land. And the other asset we have is a Thai asset, uh, which basically takes cassava and converts it to biofuel. That company has been mothballed before we joined, uh, basically because the price of cassava had gone too high mm. and it could not make a profit after they converted the biofuel. That's also for sale. There was a potential buyer recently, but unfortunately they could not complete, but we'll find other buyers. Okay, so Tunku Yaakob, clearly there is a monetization plan going here, right, in terms of selling all your assets. Post all that, if it does really materialise, if you still manage to retain control of KM post this EGM, which is happening on the 16th of October, what state is KM going to be left with? Because BOSIC was 67% of revenue uh, yes. for, for KM in 2022. Is What's left? Well, basically, if my, if my our plans go through, we will dispose of the non-core assets. What we will only have is 40% of BOSIC, which will be listed in Singapore. At 40%, you can still consolidate the profits of BOSIC. BOSIC itself uh, should be making about 100 million ringgit profit a year. It can dividend out, let's say, a dividend policy of 50%. It can dividend out 50 million ringgit a year. And, and you get 40% of that? We get 40% of that. And okay. that is the plan. Uh, there will be a stated dividend policy for BOSIC, which is 50% of all profits made. So there's a cash stream, there's a consolidation accounting, but what's the future? Now, the future is this. For BOSIC, 
uh, German taxes is 30%. Singapore taxes is 17%. (laughs) So effectively, the plan is to transfer to to ASEAN uh, all the non-core elements of BOSIC's business. Some equipment must be made in Germany because the clients specify it must be made in this factory. But other non-core things can be done in ASEAN where labour is cheaper, cost of business is cheaper. Especially in the membrane technology, yes, the membrane is made in Germany, but all the other ancillary equipment, which is typically 90% of the sales price, can be done somewhere else. Is this where K&N comes in then? Yes, and also the compressor systems for the hydrogen gas systems. Uh, right now, their margins are quite small. They only have a 10% margin. But if you transfer it to Asia, that margin goes up to 20 25%. And you, you're going to participate in the Yeah, so the what happens Asian? is... Yeah, so what will happen is uh, BOSIC will set up a... Uh, regional HQ, which will employ the best engineers in the region. At the same time, yes, all this equipment I mentioned earlier, the membrane technology, the compressor systems, yes, they will be invoiced out of Singapore, okay. lower tax. But where will they be, they be made? They'll be made in Malaysia. Mm. At k Hopefully at k and and various joint ventures. So the future for BOSIC is great. You know, instead of paying 30% taxes, you're paying 17% taxes. But the future of BOSIC is also the future of K&M. Okay. The, 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 we will grow together. And Tuku Yaakob, what about the creditors of k like Asia Development Bank? Have they been worried by this boardroom tussle? Because yes. uh, I, there is supposed to be um, a restraining order to discuss all this credit, yes. right? So what's, what's happening on that front? Okay, on the scheme of arrangement, uh, the meeting is on the 12th of this month where all the creditors will meet and vote whether they accept the scheme that's been presented by K&M. Mm. I believe that we've at least... And to, for the scheme to go through, you need 75% majority vote. Now, the two largest creditors, one is a company called CGIF, which is uh, the uh, corporate guarantee facility of the Asian Development Bank. Uh, and the other creditor is... Big creditor is a uh, private equity fund from Korea called TransAsia Danos. Now, these two creditors con- compl- they control about 70% of all the creditors. These two companies have actually given us letters of support to say they will support the the scheme. Now, the other creditors are mainly local, local banks like mm. Maybank, Afin Bank, MBSB. And in principle, I believe they will vote in our favour because our scheme is basically saying this. We're going to pay you 100%. In fact, for the unsecured creditors, we are also going to pay you 100% of the debt. It's just that we're asking for, we do it in an orderly manner. Allow mm. the BOSIC listing to go through, allow us to sell the Peterborough land, allow us to sell the Thai asset, and allow the FBN Hudson scheme to go through. When we ra- If we achieve all this, we would have raised something like 1.5 billion ringgit. Which is enough to retire. Debt, our debt is only 1.2. Mm. So we'll have an excess cash, which we will use and deploy to the Malaysian operation to allow it to grow with BOSIC. Okay, and I have a question on your PN17 status, yes. right? Because the regularization plan to the regulators is due on 2nd of November. Are you ready for that? I mean, do you Absolutely. think you'll be accepted by the regulators? Absolutely. Um, that's, uh, you see, under the Bursa Malaysia uh, arrangement, to get out of PN17, you just have to produce two quarters of profits. Yeah. Now, for the June quarter of this year, uh, KNM reported a 19 million ringgit profit. Okay. For this September quarter, we will report, I believe, a break-even number because 
even though we will consolidate BOSIC's 100 million ringgit profit a year, so many 25 mm. million ringgit for the quarter, unfortunately, the interest charges on our 1.2 billion is about 25 million ringgit a quarter as well. Mm. So, but under the scheme of arrangement, we basically said to all creditors, we will pay you everything that we owe you up to the 31st of March 2023 this year. But for the next 15 months, from April to June next year, Zero interest. And with that zero interest, it means for September quarter and, of course, the December quarter and mm. March quarter, there's zero interest. So when I consolidate the 25 million profits from BOSIC and there's no interest, we will have a profit. Okay. And we'll have a profit for the next four quarters, which means we will definitely, June, I have a 19 million profit. September, I'll probably have a 25 million profit, roughly. Agak-agaklah mm. because, you know, otherwise the regulator will say... Right, but definitely two quarters of profits, which means by the end of this year, I can file two bursa and say, take me off PN seventeen. Tunku, I have a question. Though. Why are you so committed to KNM? Because your stake isn't significant. It's less than 10%. It seems to be a bit of a change of tune because in June last year, in an Edge interview, they asked if you were in KNM for the long haul. And your answer then was maybe not. Our interest is small, only 9%. It's not strategic. But listening to you for the last 20 minutes, it seems you're very committed to this to this company. Yeah, when I first, when MAA first bought into KNM, all we knew was what was written in the annual report. I didn't realize. The, the mess the company was in uh, and the difficulty the previous management had put the company in. So when we and we actually only took managed executive control in November last year when I had to bring in Ravi and I became the chairman only in February this year and the amount of work we had to do to uh, ask the creditors to you know wait please be patient uh, to talk to other investors to clean up the company. It took a lot of time. You know, after a while, when you work on the project, you start falling in love with the project. You know, uh, KNM is definitely rescuable. Okay. I love that challenge. Are you going to put more money in if you're required to, to oh, raise your mo- stake? Most definitely. Um, uh, MEA's cost is 23 cents a share. Mm. My intention is uh, when the time is right, to average down later on. Uh, but uh, I can't tell you when, but there will be a time when we will do it. And my job is to turn the company around. And by June of next year, uh, when BOSIC IPO happens, the company would have been turned around. Creditors would have been paid. The only thing outstanding on the IPO is we're waiting for 31st December 2023, which is this year end, BOSIC's final year end accounts. Get it audited. We think we'll get it done by January because they'll do an audit in November and then they do a follow-up in December. We hope to get the documents into the Singapore Exchange by February and the IPO should happen by June next year. When that happens, um, the company is rescued uh, and KM will be a beautiful company. But Tuku Yakob had a look at MAA, yes. which is the jewel in your crown, right? Um, it hasn't been smooth sailing there either. I see losses in FY 2023, 2022, 2019, 2018. Do you have the capacity for what can maybe be a very long, drawn out boardroom showdown or even a hostile takeover? Yes. Um, MAA uh, basically, main business was the insurance business, which mm. we sold 10 years ago, and the unit trust business. We are mainly building now. Our core business will be in education. Uh, we own St. John's International School, Imperium International College, and we're opening new schools this year. Uh, Cheltenham College is starting in March this year in Malaysia, and Cheltenham College in Italy will also start uh, in under MAA. At the same time, we're also involved in uh, factoring business, 
Um, we're using the e-Parolihan system to provide funding for uh, businesses to encash their invoices. We're also in the hospitality business. Yeah. Most of the Ramada hotels in Malaysia is under our management. Also, we're also in uh, other entertainment businesses. But all these businesses are in its early stages of development. They all need time. Now, some people say, Tunku, why don't you just buy a business? Well, I don't want to pay a premium for a business. I would like to build it ourselves so we have time. The losses that you saw in MEA was actually, a lot of it was actually when we consolidated uh, K&M's losses. And even though we only own 7%, uh, the accountants insist that we consolidate uh, K&M because we have, we have representation on the board. M MEA is doing fine. I'm happy with what's going on there. Uh, yes, we will incur a loss for two more years, but all these businesses will be in the turnaround stage. On the note, thank you for your time today on the Breakfast Grill. Was Tunku Dato Yakub Kera, Chairman of KM Group Berhad. I'm Wong Shaoning, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.